The following podcast is sponsored by Endgame PR, a social media PR firm based near Richmond, Virginia. To learn more about how Endgame PR can help your business with media relations, social media management, content creation, and even podcast production, please visit endgamepr.com. That's E-N-D-G-A-M-E-P-R.com. Welcome to Rams Rewind, a podcast that looks back at all of the action from VCU men's basketball. After each game, our host George Templeton talks live on Facebook with Ram fans and gives his take on the team's performance. And now, here's George. Yes! Freaking yes! Get in! What a win! What a fantastic effort by everybody! Uh, Coaches on down! We all know what the situation was going in. You knew St. Louis had to react after they got smacked and slapped silly uh, in Ohio against Dayton. And UCU, you didn't know what to expect, given given no no Bones Highland and what was happening there. But you know what? They just – they did a lot of things to hurt themselves in this game, VCU. They missed some foul shots early. Uh – you know they they let they let Perkins and Jimerson get going on, on from on three pointers early to keep them in the game. You know to keep them in the game when they really weren't playing well. They let Hassan French just take over. Uh, I really thought that this was the game for Stockard and Douglas to keep him under wraps. Well, he didn't. Stop. Hassan French did an absolute number on him. Uh, St. Louis did a number on him on the boards in the game. But the, here's but there is one thing you got to say. Uh, second chance points didn't go nearly as badly as it could have. Uh, St. Louis was plus only plus eight there. Um, yeah, Mike Rhodes had some bad out of time timeouts play calling, but let's give Mike Rhodes some credit. Uh, this team offensively had was where they needed to be uh, most of the night. Um, a world apart from what we saw on Saturday against George Mason. Yeah, the numbers aren't going to look great. 24-55, you know, just under 44%. 7-20 to from the three. Uh, but I but I, I think where I give Mike Rhodes some credit, the mentality, the energy levels were so much better than what they were. And and I'll start – and you know what, Mike Urbanski, let's, let's start with Ace Baldwin. You know, Ace Baldwin Saturday was just disjointed. Uh, you know, he he was he he was kind of he, I think he kind of forced things. He felt like he was out of control a little bit today. He hardly put a foot wrong. He didn't have. A, I'm pretty sure he didn't have a turnover in the second half. I think he might have had one. Let's see. He had no turnovers in the second. This is Ace Baldwin's second half. Nine points, four assists, no turnovers, twenty minutes. Uh, Ace Baldwin was absolutely outstanding tonight. He hardly put a foot wrong. 15 points, which is a career high for him. Seven assists, two turnovers. I mean, I'll be perfectly honest. I was stunned he only had three assists in the first half because it felt to me in the first half like he was controlling everything. And that, you know, and that, and that's, you can do, and it's, and it's amazing that he only had the three assists, the three assists as a result. But it felt like he was controlling any everything. And Yuri Collins, 
Yuri Collins got going a little bit in the first second half. He had he, but Yuri Collins had was 0 for one with no assists in the first half. And there's your guy top ten in the country in assists. And Ace Baldwin did a fantastic job on him. You know, it took a little while for Vince Williams to get going, but boy, didn't he have some big shots in the second half. Nine rebounds, one of the only VCU guys that rebounded. Also, Trey, you know, here's the other thing. Survived the second half where Trey Goodwin went crazy. And got, and almost all of Trey, and you know what was frustrating about Trey Goodwin, almost all of his shots were contested. All of them, they had a hand in his face. I thought Hassan Ward did a really good job on Trey Goodwin. He certainly did in the first half, and it was. And I have to give that's where that's another one where I'm going to give Rhodes some credit. Putting Ward on Goodwin for some of that time was was did a did an excellent job. Did an excellent job, and Goodwin just made a bunch of contested shots. But he's a really good player. They just couldn't do anything with French, and that's disappointing. Uh, you know, Stocker, Douglas, you know, Medley, and that's the other thing. I'm glad we Medley Bacon got out there. I'm glad Medley Bacon got out there. And he had a couple of decent moments. But that's the thing. It, it was a hell for leather game. Why I keep calling him Trey Goodwin? You're right, Todd. I'm sorry. It's Jordan Goodwin. I don't know why I keep calling him Trey Goodwin. I, I don't know what the heck I'm thinking of. But I – well, that's that's just the way this place is. That's my that's my apartment I'm in. But, you know, you, you well, the Oduro thing – Oduro's not a bum, Isaac. Oduro's going to be a hell of a player – um, French is a hell of a player, but I'll tell you, I, 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 the frustrating thing for me is it probably shouldn't have come down to this in one sense because VCU kept shooting themselves in the foot. Second half, as good as they were playing, a couple of times they wouldn't they wouldn't get back on defense. A couple of times, you know, they 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 had trouble with the rebounding in the second half. Let's see here. With offensive rebounds after a decent start, uh, you know St. Louis gets five to one on that, and that hurt. That that hurt. There was every every time I thought that VC was close to starting to pull away, that seemed like it would happen. Um, so that that was terribly frustrating. But look, defensively they had a pretty good game, even though St. Louis shot fifty percent in the second half. Uh, v, I was happy with the way VCU played defense because it's essentially two guys. It's Goodwin and French. The two of them were 11 of 16 from the second half. So everybody else wasn't doing really anything. And I, and, and, and I think that that sh- shows that. Yeah, the rebounding was not good. But look, Mason's a really good rebounding team, and VCU did a terrible job. St. Louis has been one of the better rebounding teams around. Isaac, some of that is – you know, the other guys, it's it's Goodwin. And look, French had to get those points. They wiped Goodwin out in the first half. He had nothing. You know, Gary Collins sometimes scores for him. He wasn't doing much. You know, uh, Jimerson, Jimerson had them early threes, and then he was nowhere the rest of the game. So, so don't be getting on. I mean, you can get on VCU for get, letting French have a career high. He had to have that or it would have been a blowout. It would have been an absolute blowout. And and look, you know, I will tra- – in one sense, I'll trade that because after that flurry of early threes, because I think they were five of eight from three at one point, one for 12 the rest of the game. Well, some of that's true, Isaac, but look, they're at VCU – until the last two games, VCU had done a lot better on rebounding this year. They crunched Richmond on the boards, and in general – 
in some of these games against very good rebounding teams, they've been competitive on the back. It's only the last two games where they've gotten slapped silly on the on the backboard, but they found a way to win this game. And I just want to I want to go back to Ace Baldwin. Using the hesitation dribble, manipulating the defense beautifully. Ace Baldwin really, really, I mean, if basketball is a game of human chess, and I kind of think it is, he moved the chess, he moved the chess pieces around beautifully and manipulated the board, and it was just fantastic. And for a freshman to get up to that foul line in the last minute of the game and hit four consecutive free throws, because that sequence. You know, Vince Williams gets fouled, and it's a one-and-one, and and you're thinking, all right, Vince is going to step up here and hit the free throws because he's been so good at that all year. And it goes clank, and then Goodwin comes down and hits that contested jumper, and I thought, damn, we've just lost this game. I thought, we just lost this game. I cannot believe that that's how we're going to get beat with Vince Williams, who's such a good foul shooter, missing a front end of a one-and-one, which is flipping rare for him. And then Goodwin makes that shot that tough shot with a guy with a hand right in his face. And I thought it cost us the game. I thought it, I thought it cost us the game, but Williams gets the foul call steps up and hits the two and then does it again. And it was, a. T- I will say that second one, I'd be hot. If that went against VCU, that was a very, I, I didn't like that call at all. It was a late call. I'd have been hot, hot, hot if that went against VCU. But credit to him, he stepped up. And yeah, Josh Banks, Josh Banks was good tonight. And I want to see more minutes from him. And again, he didn't play much, but I thought Medley Bacon did okay tonight. You know, he he's gotta learn, he's gotta learn that he's gotta he can't be a black hole. He's gotta kick that ball out once in a while. Cause a couple times he like one of the times he got a he got a he tried to do about three moves that didn't work and he turned it over. Uh yeah, yeah, there was, there was, uh, there was, yeah, there was some substitution patterns I didn't like, uh, Isaac, and I think that's a fair one that you know Stockard Ward. Well, Ward did get into foul trouble, but till late, but yeah, Stockard, Stockard sat a long time. Uh, uh, Douglas sat a long time, and Douglas need to need to uh, Douglas need to be in there more. But let let's face it, all of them, all of them were getting their their head handed to them by French. That's just the way it is. Yeah, Medley Bacon needs work, uh, Matt. But again, that's there's something to work with there. There is something to work with there. Stockard was was hit and miss. He he really was hit and miss. He get nine points, uh, but he he, you know, he, defensively he had he was having a tough night. Again, French is a tank, so you just you can't let him catch it deep, and you can't let him back in. And I really thought Douglas Douglas and Stockard would find a way to ha- handle that, and he didn't. Um, let's see here. Let's see. Oh yeah. 10 to 12. And that's the other thing. Two for, you know, struggled at the foul line in the first half. And that's why they didn't have a bigger lead. Second half, 10 to 12 from the foul line. That's, that's what you got to do. That's what you got to do. And think of this, think of this in the second half, eight assists. And that's the other thing. VCU is only 10 to 25 from the field. Second half, not great. Eight assists on 10 field goals. Two turnovers in the second half. Two turnovers. And if you want to look at something that really won them this game, there's something for you. St. Louis, 15 turnovers, although they only had five after halftime. VCU, seven. And the points off turnovers, as I slide this over to look, 
Um, let's see here. And in the second half, it was it was tied basically. It was it was two two. But in the first half, I think uh, VCU had a nice little lead on there. Yeah, VCU outscored them eleven to four on points off turnovers in the first half. Really, really big. Really, 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 really big. Uh, but this was this is such a, the great thing about a win like this is they had every reason. They had every excuse not to win this game. You got an angry, desperate St. Louis team. VCU doesn't have their best player. They've just lost a terrible loss at home. You know, that that is, I mean, all of those things could have could have been against, all those things could have been against them. The referees who did make up for it later, but at the start, the referees were calling every ticky-tack foul on VCU, and they were letting St. Louis get away with a lot down low, and then that changed. Thank goodness. Um, you know, there was a lot of things that were lined up against him here. And again, St. Louis's strength, which is rebounding the basketball, was a, it was against, uh, you know, was up against a, a, something that's been a problem for VCU in the past. And VCU found a way to do the job. I was just, I was so proud of him. Uh, I was so proud of him. And yeah. Some guys struggled. You know, I thought Watkins was good in the first half. He had six points, three assists at halftime. He didn't score. I don't think he scored in the second half, and if he did, he didn't score much. Yeah, he only, had, he only had three points, but he made all his free throws, and that was big. But Ace, up here, man, that was, that was high-level stuff. And, again, this is a freshman, and he's, and he's doing that on offense. He's completely controlling this game, and he's playing great defense and taking one of the best assist guys in the country and keeping him shut down for most of the game. I mean, that's really tremendous. Um, so it, it just – what a great thing for Ace Baldwin. Need Keyshawn Curry back, though. Don't want Ace Baldwin having to play 40 minutes every game. Need Keyshawn Curry back for sure to help him. Um, you know, to, to help him out and spell him a little bit. And, yes, Doug – and Doug Hines, you're absolutely right. They got out a win, and last year they wouldn't have won this game. And, and look – they didn't make a field goal for nearly the last four minutes and got the job done. And, and let's go back to that first half. Yet another close to the first half where VCU defensively put the clamps on somebody. St. Louis has one field goal in the last 9.33 in the first half to, try, to kind of turn that game in their favor. And it was only the fouls and the foul shots that St. Louis was getting that kept them in the game in the first half. And that's the, that's the thing. It's like if it just – between that and a little bit of the way VCU shot themselves in the foot in the second half with a couple of breakdowns in, in transition defense and, and on uh, and on the backboard, they really could have they really could have run away with this thing actually, even though it ended up like it did very very close. And I, I but what a, I'm just so proud of this team for bouncing back like that. I had no idea. I'll be perfectly honest. I had no idea what how tonight was going to go. If you'd have told me St. Louis to come in there and whoop them bad, I would have believed it. If you'd have told me VCU would have whooped St. Louis, I'd have believed it because St. Louis was on Friday. What was that against Dayton? Oh, my goodness. They were absolutely horrendous. Uh, you know, so, I mean, you could have you, you could have given me any result and I'd have believed it because I, I just had no idea how, how, how they were going to do it, how this thing was going to come down. And, and it's close, Matt. Um, it, it, it is close. Oh, if we were ranking wins of the season, well, the one at Dayton might still be number one for me because that was just Dayton. Dayton threw everything at us, kind of like this game. 
You know, Day- Dayton had it in for us because because VCU volleyball spiked them the first time, and and that was you know that game. And in the Rhode Island, and and actually, it's probably the Rhode Island one because Rhode Island's the one that really made this team, I think, believe that they could do something special because Rhode Island, you know, absolutely owned this team, and for them to go there and win, and in win in the fashion that they did was was a wow. But yeah, this this is this. Uh, Doug, Doug Hines, I'll agree with you on that. This, this is this is the weightiest win of the season because now they should be in a much better position. Re the tournament. Hopefully, it's going to get them up the seed list. Uh, and you know, Isaac, you make a good point. To win it, to beat a team as good as St. Louis without Bones, that there's the best argument for making it the best win of the season. But but this is a mighty win in the sense that they over, they've overcome odds. The committee's going to look at this, especially if Bones Highland comes back and VCU plays well, and say, look at them. They managed to win a pretty big game without their best player against a team that's top 50 in the net. Yes, they were at home. Uh, you know, that is going to be that's going to be big. That's going to be big. And and you got to think now, in terms of the tournament, that as long as they don't lose the quarterfinal, they ought to be in good shape. Now, of course. We're going to wait and see. UMass lost tonight, which I think helps VCU in terms of trying to get the number one seed. We're going to see how what happens the next day or two. Well, Todd, you laugh about the NCAA&T, but if NCAA&T wins, if you beat teams that win their conference tournaments and get in the field, that helps. Think about two years ago. You know, VCU ended up in non-conference playing five teams that either won their regular season or won their conference tournament, and it shot them up the seed board. And if they hadn't blown it in the conference tournament, they could have even had a better seed than what they had, maybe not had to play UCF. So, you know, mock those wins as you will. But if you beat teams that make the field, that's going to make an impression on committee. So if a team like North Carolina A&T wins their conference tournament, and they could, that's big. Same with Mount St. Mary's, same with JMU, you know, same with West, you know, same with uh, Utah State or Memphis. Those, those things can add up for you. So discount that at, at, at your will, Todd. Those things can actually be better for us than, than, than what you think. And, of course, you know, this is the other thing. What I'm, what I'm really frustrated about is that we only have one more game after this because, to me, this is, this is a season changer. This could really give, this could give them such huge momentum because they know now that they can do it without Bones Highland. And they also know they can do it if Bones Highland's having a bad night. They could, they got to rely on themselves. They got to do a lot of the right things and they don't have as much margin for error, but they know they can do this. They know they can do this. It's so, I wish we were playing the second. I wish we were playing the second Richmond game. I wish we were playing, you know, we're still playing Davidson. I wish we could get a game with UMass or Duquesne or whatever, instead of playing Dayton the third time. It's so frustrating that we don't have more games and it's, and it's such a mistake from the commissioner of the A-10. It doesn't make any sense unless unless TV ordered them to do it. It doesn't make any sense to do this. And again, she is shafting this conference maybe out of a bid, maybe two, maybe even three bids because all those teams that are on the bubble, like St. Louis and Richmond and St. Bonaventure, all of them, all of them need to play as many games as they can. So does VCU. So... She did a bad job. No, well, before the thing changed, Isaac, 
we were actually, even though we had already played Dayton twice, we were still slated to play the third Dayton game. It didn't happen. So, and look, you talk about, it was funny, Mitch McGuire asked, where do the 20 points come from? Well, it came a lot from Baldwin Jr., but it kind of, it, it kind of came from everybody. Banks, Banks contributed. Stockard got a little more than he's used to. You got a little something from Medley Bacon. You got something from, you know, and the thing is, you know, Hassan Ward, who's had some really good games, you know, he only got the eight points, although he made all four of his shots. Didn't you love, didn't you love seeing Hassan Ward finishing big time at the basket? And that's the thing. Hassan Ward's defense, I know he got four fouls, but he did a hell of a job. He did a hell of a job on Goodwin, even though Goodwin went crazy in the second half. Some of them shots Goodwin made, you just you just doff your cap and say, oh well, that's a great player. So uh so I I'm 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 proud of Hassan Ward tonight, even though he got the four fouls. You know, he got some big blocks. Um, but really, it does come, it does all come back to Ace Baldwin. And when you have a point guard, I mean, that's the thing. This is one of the first times where he's had to score and he's shown the ability to do it, but he's done it because his shot selection was good, his timing was really good. I love the way he was attacking the basket. And look, that last call that I think was questionable. The reason you get that call is you're the aggressor going to the basket. You don't get that call if you're jab-stepping and taking a jumper. You're not getting that call at the end uh, if you're doing that. If you're the aggressor, you've got a better chance, even when it's wrong, of getting the call that he got at the end to get those two free throws and win the game. And yes, Matt, where Ace was a bit discombobulated on Saturday and not that poised today – he was composure personified. You cannot ask for much more than what he gave you tonight. Um, Isaac, look, you and I, Isaac, you, you and I know this. As late as that call was, if that was against VCU, I would be going crazy on here and you'd be howling right along with me. We would all be losing our mind over it. I, I want to let the players play. And – that isn't much of a – to me, neither one of those bumps is much. Um, you know, neither one of those bumps is much, especially when you got a guard that's going, that's going pretty quick like Baldwin is. I'm not sure those bumps had much of an effect, to be perfectly honest. But that's, that's a debate for another time. The fact is they called it, and he stepped up and made the foul shots because that young man got it together up here in the head – Got it to got got the heart to make it because look, similar situation. Rhode Island Leggett gets that foul. We're all saying doom and this and that and the other, and Leggett doesn't doesn't make the foul shot, and VCU wins. Baldwin steps up and makes the foul shot. Leggett's going to be a hell of a player in this league. Uh, I I he's going to be real trouble next few years, but that's. That's Ace Baldwin stepping up and making it like it didn't, and that's a big difference. So, uh, you know, what a what a fantastic win. And now we go down to Davidson, and that is a huge game. It's a huge game for Davidson. It's a huge game for VCU, obviously. Uh, we've had some troubles down there. Let's be honest. We've had some games down there that were spectacularly awful. But you talk about – uh, a re- a real a real momentum swing for him going in that game. This is this win. I would love to. I would be. I wouldn't. I couldn't. I won't. 
if I was on that team, I was like, I mean, I can't wait for Saturday to get here because you got to feel after a win like this that you can do anything. And it's not, and I don't mean arrogant, like, oh, we can just do whatever and it doesn't matter. It's confidence. It's, it's confidence in saying, you know what, whatever's thrown at us, injury, you know, in, injury, uh, whatever opponent, adversity during the game, we can handle it. We can handle it if we do what we do well, if we stick to what we do well, we play like we're capable of playing, and they all know it. And yes, Doug, completely different. <laughs> there ain't gonna be there is there isn't gonna be there isn't gonna be the octagon in the paint. They're not nobody's gonna be busting anybody in the face and the head like we saw tonight in the St. Louis game. There are no Hassan French on Davidson. No, but I'll be tell you. Davidson, as we all, as we very well know, none of us are sitting here. None of us are sitting here taking Davidson lightly because of how often VCU's gone down there and gotten their and gotten their clock absolutely clean. You know that that offense that Bob McKillop runs, he runs it so he runs it so well, and they're so hard to guard. And it's going to be a test. It's going to be a test of VCU's discipline on defense because you saw it out there in the second half a couple of times. They got magnetized the ball, and they got in real trouble. They got in real trouble. You cannot do that against Davidson because they will make that extra pass, and they will get that open shot, and they will hit it. They will hit it. So, you know, three-point defense, which, again, after a terrible start, was outstanding the rest of the game. Like I said, I think St. Louis was five of their first eight from three, one for 12 for finish. Going to need another effort like that against there. And that's the other thing, you know, don't expect Davidson to take more than 23s. Uh, expect Davidson to take more than 23s because they can hit them and they got a bunch of shooters. I will say they do have Brockovich, who is who is not a little guy at all. So Stockard and, and, and Douglas, you know, get your get your carbo load in and be ready to go to be ready to go to war Miss Agnes down low with him. Uh not like French, but he's still pretty tough. But I I you know, I really want to see this team be solid defensively. Don't go chasing around the perimeter because you just you're never going to win that battle against Davidson. You know, you got to you got to do your job and you cannot do somebody else's job. Uh yes, Mike Urbanski, if they beat Davidson, I think they're in no matter what happens in the tournament. I don't ever I don't ever want to say for sure cuz you just you don't know with the committee although the regular season champ of the A-10's never been left out, and I think if VCU beats Davidson, things might fall our way to win it. We'll see. Uh, it may it may depend on that. It may I think Richmond's playing St. Bonaventure. It may depend on that, and we may be in the rather unfortunate position of having to cheer for the Spiders. Um, ooh, you know what? Doug Hines, that's a good question. That is a very good question. Let me look that up real quick because uh, Davidson, I want to say – I want to say they played Southern Virginia. They they played a non D one Davidson to kind of get themselves uh, back on back on back on uh, whatever after being paused. So let me see if I can get a freaking schedule up here for Dave. Uh, you know what this is? One second, I'm looking this up. One second, uh, but they I think they played a non D three. Well, Matt Mobley, I I understand your I understand your feeling on that matter, but I'm telling you if 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 Richmond beaten St. Bonaventure can deliver the regular season title to VCU, you bet your ass I'll cheer for those stinking spiders. I don't give a damn. 
I don't give a damn. So let's see here. So, oh, man, the, the A-10 side is not the best here. Okay, we win. Davidson, Davidson's schedule. Oh, gee, many Christmas. Uh, yeah, I mean, Davidson's been on pause. They, I know they had to play a non-D1, and I know they got a game tomorrow night. I, I know that. And this is really annoying. This, this, uh, so they, they played, they played St. Bonaventure. Oh, that's right. They played St. Bonaventure the 21st. So I don't know who I was thinking of that was playing Southern Virginia. I guess it was not them. Oh yeah. They play. Okay. So they played, they played Friday against Southern Virginia to knock the rust off. Then they lost at St. They lost at St. Bonaventure on Sunday. They got Davidson. I mean, they got St. Bonaventure again on Wednesday. We might be rooting for Davidson in that case. Yeah. So actually, I think we're rooting for Davidson in that case. Um, so they've they've knocked the rust off. That they're, they're not gonna have they're not gonna have that excuse excuse if it is an excuse for them. They're not gonna have that excuse against us on Saturday. Huh. Tremendous. Absolutely tremendous tonight. I just I cannot praise this team enough. I cannot throw enough bouquets in their direction. I'm so thankful. That we have a point guard like Ace Baldwin, who who puts the team first, who can do what he did tonight. He can score if he absolutely has to, uh, but he was under control from the get go. He was the puppet master. He was the conductor of the orchestra. I mean, he was Aaron Copeland, Leonard Bernstein, John Williams tonight, and what beautiful music he played. And and I just ace ball when uh, it was just absolutely fantastic. I don't know about I, I I don't know who else is in 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 the uh, race for rookie of the year, but ace Baldwin has certainly put himself in that conversation for rookie of the year. Certainly first team all all rookie. You got to think he's going to be on there. Uh, he's been he's been magnificent tonight. But they got to go to Davidson. And you're right, it's a completely different game. It is not going to be the kind of slugfest that tonight was. So. You got to be disciplined on the perimeter. You can't allow you you cannot allow the drive and kick, and that's the other thing. Davidson will Davidson's guards will drive and go all the way to the basket and score. But what does Davidson's guards want to do the most? They want to drive and then throw it out there for an open look for the three. So you can't get caught in the trap. You can't fall in the trap. You've got to play it straight. You've got to stay on. You you can't do somebody else's job. Like you can't see somebody maybe turning a corner on their defender and say, "Oh, I got to do their job." Because if you leave that guy on the on the three point line, you can bet your bottom dollar the ball's going there. Uh, so, and then and 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 Doug, the backdoor cuts absolutely. The baseline, which VCU's if there's one weakness on the VCU defense, it's pretty clear. They let all, they allow a lot of stuff on the baseline, you know. Second chance tonight, Thatch's basket, which could have really hurt, was him coming off the baseline, laying it in. All those all those backdoor cuts that Saint Bonaventure absolutely kills. Yes, and that doggone young Jung Lee, who I mean, is he is a robot, Todd. That's such a great. He is a robot. I mean, that stroke he's got is so repeatable. And and I mean he sh- I mean he is I swear it was like he was born he was born square to the basket he was born with his shoulders square and his feet straight I mean I've no I th- I don't think I've ever seen him take a three pointer where he's not he's not absolutely 
physically right to make the shot. And they don't go in because you can't hit every three. But if there was somebody that was born to hit every three, it's young Jun Lee. So we gotta have a hand in his face. We gotta be physical with him. Try to try to bump him a little bit. I mean, we'll see what the refs let everybody get away with. But be on him. Get those hands in there. Try to knock the ball out. See if you can frustrate him. Granted, you know, mentally he's got his stuff together. So I don't know how much you can really you can really get him out of his game uh, uh, and frustrate him. But they got to get into his chest. Really get into his chest because you can't let him get going. Because God, I mean, what was it last year? He literally, what is it? He literally felt like he had six threes in about four minutes last year for Davidson, and he almost turned that game for him. So, oh, and let me let me address it because somebody mentioned it. I think it was you, Stephen Keck, and 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 here's here's what I would say. I would not play Bones this weekend. VCU's won the game. They're going to be in the top four regardless. That was something Dan Gaitanis uh, posted in our uh, uh, in our group today. So VCU's got the double bye to the quarterfinal locked up, which is important. You know, I'm not playing Bones this weekend. And depending on who the quarterfinal opponent is, if, if some team comes through there, some lower seed comes through there, and we feel like we can we can take care of them, Maybe I'm not playing him in that game either, and I'm saving him for the semifinals and the finals of the conference tournament, presuming VCU gets that far. But we are getting a little ahead of ourselves. But if it's me, and that's the other thing, he should have been in a walking boot tonight. I was I was glad to see him on the bench. I, I wasn't too sure about him celebrating and kind of jumping up and down a little bit given his injury. I would like to see him in the walking boot tonight because again, that's you know that's a good thing to help. Keep keep the uh, keep keep the pressure off the foot and help it be heal and help the ankle heal feel. So there we go. Great performance from VCU. Nothing but pride in the way this team played and how fantastic they were. In a really great position in the conference now, guaranteed top four placing, guaranteed double bottom of the quarterfinal. I know Matt, but it would playing him Matt Mobley. You're right, but playing him tonight would not have been wise. It would not have been wise. And again, I, I, I'm thinking of Marcus Evans two years ago. He was he was fine enough to play, but he really wasn't. And playing him when he wasn't 100% was a mistake. And it hurt the team, and it hurt him, but it hurt the team in particular. It was right not to play him tonight. I, I think it would be right not to play him Saturday. And again, we're not nearly as in a desperate situation now. This was a huge, huge win. I want him as close to 100% for postseason play as possible. So Davidson on Saturday. Thankfully, I am off as of now, and I'm going to do everything I can to stay off for that game so that I can watch the game with you and then do this afterwards. If you're listening to this pod, thank you for listening on Apple or Podbean. Rate, review, subscribe, tell your friends, share it around. Thank you very much. We'll talk to you all Saturday. Finish the regular season with hopefully a win down in North Carolina. Thank you, everybody in the group, for commenting and watching. I really appreciate it. Talk to you guys next time. To submit a question for George to answer in an upcoming episode or to inquire about sponsorship opportunities for this podcast, please email ramsrewind at gmail.com. To participate in the post-game Facebook Live with George, join the Facebook group VCU Basketball Fans, the good, the bad, the ugly. We'll be back after the next game, and thanks for listening to this episode of Rams Rewind.